0: This is Vote for the Music, the Eurovision podcast. Hello and welcome to the Vote for the Music podcast and we're going to be talking to you about some Eurovision news. So I'm Benjamin Windybank and I'm I'm a Eurovision fan from the United Kingdom. I live right in the middle in a place called the Midlands and um I started watching Eurovision at a very young age, so I've got many years' graphs. I've watched every contest ever, so I've I've got quite a wide range of Eurovision knowledge. And my co-host,
1: yeah, I'm a Polish Eurovision fan with uh, a couple of years uh, of experience in singing in various choirs, as an amateur singing. However, I do. Who knows? On oh, good stuff with Eurovision, I have a very complicated history hearing or Watching various ITBU contests, I got seriously into Eurovision two years ago, and follow owing it religiously since. So, um, I think we
0: should start by just giving our listeners a little insight into our Eurovision tastes. Um, and let's start with uh favorite eurovision song ever so this is quite a difficult question to um really get to the grips of because it changes all the time for lots of people and um you know there's plenty of different range and what is the best what isn't the best but favorite wise and i would say my favorite is um and i've said this for quite a while now is um italy's entry 1997 di me by julie <laughs>
1: My favourite song, despite the fact that I'm still discovering many Eurovision entries, is one of the Eurovision songs I know the longest, the 2010 winner, Satellite by Lena.
0: So we'll be coming with this podcast every week, giving you the weekly updates and news about the Eurovision Song Contest. So, without further ado, let's get in to the news. This is To Music First,
1: always. We are unstoppable. Open the frontiers to make people meet people. Music is not fireworks. Music is feeling. You're good to go. For the Music. This is Vote For
0: The Music. Eurovision podcast. So our first story is that the auditions for Luxembourg's new national final were held on the 23rd of July in Luxembourg.
1: Luxembourgish television clearly took very seriously its job after announcing to the whole world on the last grand final that they are returning, they are hosting the live auditions in professionally prepared studio with a panel of jury made of industry professionals as well as television executives. Yes, Um. so Luxembourg did announce
0: just before the Audition grand final um, that they're coming back after an absence of 30 years and they had the first auditions. Um, and this is just for singers who do not have a song um, that I assume we'll see a little bit of footage from in the national final on the 27th of January. For now, yep, we just got a bit of a look at that and it looks quite
1: good. Obviously, the hopes are high because Luxembourg is the agent of the contest, And with all those pictures, we can say that the broadcaster at least tries not to disappoint, which is very comforting. Yeah, and um, we know about that national final, so
0: they're going to be offering um, commentary um, on the website in three different languages. We don't know what languages they are. But you would assume that's also probably going to be English. So um, they are aiming to make a widely watched national final. Um, So it's looking a lot more professional than perhaps what you get in San Marino, which is, you know, a good sign.
1: For our next story, we have our first artist for Eurovision 2024. And that is Musti, who is going to represent Belgium.
0: Yes, so we got the news that um, Belgium have chosen their artist, which is Musty. I wasn't familiar with Musty beforehand and I don't think you were either, way. Oh
1: no, absolutely not. However, I got to hear one of those songs afterwards. I was very critical to it at first, but I have to admit that I still remember it and that is quite a fit for the song. I've heard that Musty is quite popular in his country. So he may legitimately be a strong contender for this contest. Of course, we'll see us once another artist will be uncovered.
0: And um, the song is coming out in February, so we've got a big, long wait to it, but um, not quite as long as the wait we had with Noah Corral um, last year when Israel announced in July, but still quite a significant wait. Um, but also, we've got a factor in the fact that um, this is RTBF um, being the broadcast this time because Belgium uniquely swap their broadcasters every year and there is the possibility i, th- I think maybe quite an unlikely one but i think we should discuss it that we might get a Belgian entry in French next year if that's something musty wants to do what do you think
1: well i would love to see more French entries uh, i always enjoyed them however i don't think this is much of a possibility the guy very clearly records mostly in english
0: so speaking of Eurovision artist announcements, there the word is that Cyprus will be internally selecting their Eurovision artist within the next few days, perhaps very soon to when this podcast comes out, we find out who will be representing Cyprus.
1: Obviously, the Cypriot announcement comes after a huge controversy regarding the previously announced national final AIM story, after the Greek broadcaster decided to sue over their planned collaboration with other Greek broadcaster that isn't involved in producing Eurovision, Star.
0: Yes, so pretty much, um, there's a whole thing, Cyprus announced the national final, which They've done quite a few times over the years, and it's not happened, which has also happened quite a few times over the years. Um, This time, there were legal issues and sort of, you know, fair play issues with using another Greek Greek broadcaster to basically get a Greek artist to sing for Cyprus. Um, But that's all been scrapped, and they're going to announce the the original artist in the next few days. Um, There's a lot of rumours about who it's going to be. Big rumour seems to be Eleni Ferreira. Um, We'll we'll see if that happens, but um, she is also rumoured quite a lot over the
1: years. Now, I gotta say I loved the Cypriot statements and how they sounded, especially the one that Famestory will be just one of the sources of potential candidates and not the actual national final. It is very clear that Cypriot broadcaster gives a lot of value to their relationship with Greek broadcaster but also really likes to do their own thing. Well, whatever is the case, it seems we have the drama out for now. And it will be very interesting who Cyprus comes up uh, ultimately to represent them since they gave themselves a very short time period to choose. Yes, um,
0: there was an announced national final from PRK that they're going to do some sort of one artist song section in January but that seems to have flown under the radar since that was announced so I'm not sure if that is happening if that isn't happening so we may also be getting a one artist national final in January. We'll see. I I, I don't hold my hopes up with Cyprus when it comes to national finals and actually doing them.
1: Now, for our next story we go to the United Kingdom where some big news are striking because the App the management company responsible for preparing the last two Eurovision acts with some riders, Spaceman in 2022 as well as May Miller's uh, I a Song in 2023, is ending their partnership with BBC. They released the official very polite statement full of compliments and pride from them accomplishment but yes this is the end of the road for those two yes so it, it it seems from what we can find
0: out obviously none of this is that confirmed but it seems that um tap were only ever there for one year for Sam Rider and because of the uk hosting and the uk team being quite stretched having to you know put on three very good shows. Um, Tap stayed on for a year just to see them through and they had no intention of staying on further than that apparently. So we've just had the news um, in the last few weeks that that's not, yeah, it's definitely the case and Tap will not be working with the BBC next year. It doesn't seem like this is a reaction to Maymuller's result. It seems this is very much um, just, it's the end of a contract and the BBC will seek out someone else, which... Seems to be the case as well, because BBC bosses have said at the Edinburgh TV Festival that they are interested in another similar management company and aren't currently pursuing a national final.
1: However, it made turn out that looking for an entrant will not be so hard for them, because, well, there's an open question of Rina Savayaama. Of course, some of you may remember his name from speculations Yes, T2023, it came up a lot as a potential UK representative. And now she hits the news again, as it turns out there could have been more to the story than we initially thought.
0: Yes, so um, she said in an interview when asked about Eurovision that she was at some point approached by the BBC to be the UK representative in 2023 in Liverpool. Um, and she just took a long time making her mind up about it. But eventually she did get back after quite a while and told the BBC, yes, she would like to do it. And then she heard nothing. In that time, um, they'd gone to Muller. they'd sorted out I wrote a song, they signed the contracts, it was all done and dusted. Um, but this leaves a big open question because she's a massive artist, she's very well-known, she's very capable, and... You know, there's willing on her part, and the BBC know that, to represent the UK at Eurovision. So that could be in the future. Not necessarily next year, but potentially in the near future. She could certainly be someone who would be interested. And that could be, as long as it's a good song, quite game-changing for the United Kingdom.
1: Generally, things seem to be on the rise for the UK and their Eurovision reputation after first coming second with Sunrider, then hosting to the greater claim. Uh, it seems that the twenty fifth place of Maimio didn't discourage BBC, and they putting uh, more interest in Eurovision stand. I think with the small steps, as BBC one decided to keep the semi uh, finals uh, as in the schedule next year instead of uh, returning them to BBC three when they had in previous years.
0: Yes, so um. The semi-finals in the UK have always been an afterthought. I think when they started, the BBC really weren't bothered about Eurovision really at all. Um, This is the same era that the BBC declined to participate in junior Eurovision. Instead, ITV snapped that up. Um, And yeah, they went on BBC3 for a long, long period. Then in 2016, they moved to BBC4, went back to BBC3. In 2023, they went to BBC1. And now they've decided to keep them on BBC One for the foreseeable future, which a lot of people did not expect. I think we hoped that because, you know, it's giving more Eurovision and putting it in front of millions of more people who can watch it. Um, but yeah, lots of people expected them, maybe not necessarily to go back down to three, but to go to BBC Two at least. But the fact that on um, BBC One is brilliant news for just the UK's view and reputation of the Eurovision Sun Contest. And also, even though, as you said, May Mother came 25th last year, it charted in the top 10, which is something we haven't seen in a long time uh, with The Exception of Sam Ryder. But for an entry that plays so low, you know, it it got into the top 10 of the UK chart. Um, Four Eurovision songs in total got into the top 10, which is unheard of. Um, So Eurovision really, its reputation is very much on the up in the UK. And that's something we can be very optimistic about.
1: Yeah, between the, all the effort the BBC puts into Eurovision and Junior Eurovision, both can't wait to see what the future has in store for all the United Kingdom. <laughs> However, the future seems to be very different on Malta, uh, as the final of Malta Ma- Eurovision Song Contest 2024, that's the name of the national final, Very Fancy, is going to feature only the re recorded performances.
0: Yes, so... In what seems to be cost-cutting measures, um, which is very odd considering the fact Malta um, have also announced they're going to do several heats and shows and quarterfinals and god knows in that lead to this, which I think we don't quite know if they're going to be pre-recorded as well. But in what seems to be cost-cutting measures, um, they're going to be using just live on tapes, which were recorded separately in December 2023 um, during their final of their natural selection, and it will sort of be in studio links. Um, just introducing the performances, um, which is very odd. It's, it's almost, it's, it's the same format that Melody Festivani used to use for their second chance round back in the early noughties. It's it's showing a lack of importance, I think, a lack of interest, a lack of care about Eurovision. They're not even going to put on a proper live show.
1: We would love uh, if we have any multi multi listeners still input into the ads to know what is happening, because it seems that multi-serial it is going through some trouble and uh, I would personally really love to know more about this. Yes, um, and if any
0: Maltese listeners are listening, you want to contact us, you can email us at contact at voteforthemusic.co.uk and we will endeavor to answer your email on the next podcast. Our next story is that Junior Eurovision, Um, We'll have 16 countries participate in this year's edition in Nice, and that has been announced along with the news that Estonia will be one of those 16, debuting for the first time. Germany is also
1: going to be back, Um, and we have the art and Slogan. Now, I am very excited for Junior Eurovision as I got into it even before the actual Eurovision and found many eight songs that I enjoyed very much in this contest theoretically targeted towards kids, but as, uh, as it can be as enjoyable towards adults. I have to say that Estonian debut sounds very interesting. Estonia is somewhat out of an underdog. Of, uh, the main Eurovision Song Contest. I definitely think that with stepping into the new grounds, uh, Estonia is going to take a similar approach to many other countries and test the waters with a very safe entry. We're probably going to see something uh, in the vein of uh, of Jelmae any 2020, Susan, stronger with you, but probably more romantic and in the... I love uh, of slow ballad, probably with some Scandi influences. I hope that they are going to send a good singer. Of course, we already know that Estonia is going to be represented by Anna and Alba. Well, my hopes are not to the roof, but I really hope Estonia can be a strong competitor that Junior Eurovision currently needs.
0: And let's just take a look at the artists we already have confirmed for Junior Origin. So, obviously, we had Estonia just there. Um, Georgia, we have Anastasia Vedasi. I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, Malta we have Yulan Law. North Macedonia, Tamara Bruchesca. Portugal, we have Yulia um, Macado, And Spain, we have Sandra Valero. Now, I apologise if I butchered any of those pronunciations. Again, contact at voteforthemisie.co.uk if you want to complain. But anyway, we've got some national finals coming up for Junior Vision, um, and
1: there is one starting this afternoon. In Poland, Chance na Success arrives again, hosted by the Polish Stefan Auper, or TVP if you prefer uh, in English. Now, it has to be said that Chance na success is, uh is somewhat safe format to make. It uh, doesn't look especially flashy, it's not the festival that you can boast about, but at the same time it's professional enough to see that TVOper always uh, took the junior Eurovision somewhat seriously.
0: And we find out exactly who Pelin will be selecting on the 24th of September. Also this evening, we have Ireland's first show of Junior Urgen Air, which we'll um, see, again, very similar um, as finding out the start of who Ireland might be sending to Nice. And looking ahead to Nice, um, we have the branding of Nice 2023 out revealed by France TV. Um, And the slogan, which was revealed um, several months ago, has also got its own special logo, which gives... a a different feel to the one we got from the original um, trailer which came out. But the slogan is heroes, or in French, heroes, I would assume. Um, And it's, I believe, sort of an environmental message of, you know, the children are the heroes of the future, etc.
1: I have to say I'm really interested in what's coming behind this theme. I try to interpret it in many ways so far. Most of them Love to be wrong now. What France has this storm has in store for us? I can't wait.
0: And finally, we've had some quite sad news about two former Eurovision participants. Um. So, firstly, um, a few weeks ago, Patricia Braden, who was the first United Kingdom participant back in 1957 in Frankfurt, um, sadly passed away. She participated for the United Kingdom at just age 21. Um, and she finished seventh overall.
1: The first UK entry was a s- slow, elegant ballad that, unfortunately, d- didn't achieve much much success in the contest it participated. However, it paved the way for many great entries, and we're very thankful to Patricia for that. Your legacy will be the one to last, and thus you will be the one to be remembered, as peace <laughs>
0: And we've also had some very sad news about Toto Cotugno, who was the Italian winner from 1990 and host of Rome 1991. He sadly passed away at the age of 80. Now,
1: Toto is uh, obviously uh, a very big name in the music industry, recognizable not just in Eurovision community, but also in several European countries around the world for his. He- it's like Italiano and on. I have to say I'm particularly big fan of Italiano. It is a song that sh- showcases all the things about uh, Italian mu- music styles and the music um, matching. Gives those unique romantic but also warm things that uh, we associate with Italian m- music. Essentially, this song accomplishes what it wanted to accomplish. It shows the entire world that Italian music is beautiful and this is what this song will be remembered for, as well as Toto will be remembered for the way he always represented Italy around the world. He also did th- that in Eurovision. Yeah, in semi
0: 1992 is a song of togetherness, it's a song of peace, it's a song of unity and it's a song which we can look back very fondly to remember him. Um, He has all our laws. Thank you for listening to Vote for the Music, the podcast. We'll be back next week with all the latest Eurovision news. Hopefully we'll be able to tell you exactly who Cyprus will be entering, but with Cyprus, you never quite know exactly what they're going to announce. So, goodbye from me. And goodbye from me as well. This is Vote for the Music, the Eurovision podcast.